Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. Good evening, everyone. Uh, hope you had a good sitting. Uh, tonight, instead of uh, doing the loving kindness meditation, I'd like to introduce you another practice, prostration practice. Uh, just in the past weekend retreat, we didn't really, uh, we didn't have the chance to introduce you the uh, prostration practice. Um, uh, that was one reason. Um, the prostration practice could be a very, uh, a very good practice right now uh, that we can practice at home. It does not require uh, a much of a space like walking meditation, uh, which is also one of the very uh, essential auxiliary uh, methods that we use. Usually during a seven day retreat, uh, we will have uh, a session of uh, prostration practice usually. And another reason that I introduced this uh, practice tonight is to see it, um, to find the opportunity first to introduce you about this practice and also to uh, see whether it, it can be uh, another method that we can practice alternately uh, or perhaps time during our weekly practice. And this is certainly the practice you can practice at home. So the prostrate practice appears in the form of, you know, someone is making prostration. But traditionally, in India, making prostration is a way to pay homage, pay homage to the Buddha. Um, the Buddha has has in one of a Buddha's honorary um, is the most honored among the two leg, two leg, meaning you know all human beings. Two leg, two leg uh, creatures, the most honor, honored. In, in this prostration practice, when we prostrate our hands, our knees, touching the floor, lay down, I will demonstrate uh, step by step uh, to you. When we, both our hands 
lay our hands on the floor, and then, um, and then we turn our hands into a fist and turn over the fist and open the palms. This is one of the um, hand movements uh, when we lay our hands on the floor. So turn, turn over the fist, open palm. And this, um, uh, this movement, this, this posture of the hand have its uh, a significance, a meaning. Open our palms, signifying that uh, we're holding uh, the two feet of the Buddha. Meaning, open our hands to receive the teachings of the Buddha, compassion and wisdom. They are equally important, equally weighted. We cannot practice uh, to just uh, cultivate compassion, but without teaching or without the wisdom or with the wisdom, but without compassion, it will not be perfect. And that's, that's, that, that's the very core teachings of, the, of Buddhism, teaching of compassion, cultivation of compassion, and cultivation of a wise mind. So meaning open our hands completely, revealing who we really are and to receive the teaching. Open, open heart, open mind, open heart to read the teachings of the Buddha, which is pure and ultimate. So in Buddhist tradition, like in Japanese and Tibetan traditions, they also uh, practice prostration. The movements and, and the posture may be a little bit different uh, from each other, uh, from Chinese Buddhism, but they all consider the prostration practice effective, valuable, and meaningful, very beneficial for practitioners. As some of you may know, that in Tibetan Buddhism, one of the four preliminary practice is the full body prostration. Uh, the full body prostration is your entire body lying flat uh, and, 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 and one in the one, one stage of uh, the prostration movement, your body will uh, will be lying flat on the stomach and with your two hands open. You know, it's very interesting. I, you know, um, uh, we have a um, few young boys, little boys, like two, three years old, uh, grandchildren of our members. Um, they took them to the center 
and the grandma demonstrating how she did the prostration, the, 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 the grandson, you know, having very good relationship with grandma, always like to imitate what grandma's doing, right? Showing that, oh, he's capable, he's doing well, especially the grandma would start praising the, <laughs> the little boy. And then when they make prostration, they bend their body and their hands touching the floor. The moment their hand touching the floor, they just lie their whole body lie flat on the floor. Not just one boy, a good number of boys all, all the prostrate like that. You know, could be their body is flexible and they may, um, they may perceive the floor as their bed. <laughs> The natural bed, they're doing quite good and they're happy when they get up. They, they, they would like to do the second and third. And that's very interesting to see that. But on the other hand, Chinese prostration, we only um, have our forehead and two hands and knees touching the floor. Only five parts of the body touching the floor. It's not, not, not like a Tibetan tradition the whole body life left. The Japanese uh, prostration, as some of you um, that practice uh, in, in Japanese uh, tradition before, um, you certainly know. Um, and a uh, few years ago, I visited the uh, uh, Shasta Abbey in the um, Shasta Mountain, north, north to San Francisco. They actually um, uh, you know, the monastery is high, high up in the mountain. We stay overnight uh, there and, you know, they practice in the Soto Zen tradition. Uh, um, my teacher, the founder of Dhammadram, visited um, their home temple in England. That, that's many, many years ago. And uh, so we had this, um, relationships. Um, so we stay overnight that, um, that night and in the morning, in the morning, morning service, they have a, they had a food morning service and the abbot, uh, who is a female, uh, very highly respected, regarded in their community and, and uh, leading the ceremony and do the full prostration. Uh, they took it as a very formal um, ceremony. So actually they need to lay the, a very special piece of cloth on the floor and then do the uh, a full prostration. Um, so it, it's, so in, in, in all these traditions, we have this prostration practice. That is considered uh, uh, an and, 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 and important element in, in the practice. In Tibetan Buddhism, you may, you may all know that a student needs to uh, make at least 100,000 prostrations before he can actually uh, begin his practice. So it's called uh, the preliminary practice. In, in Dhamma Drum, uh, when I joined our Sangha, the monastic community, 
and I was still a postulant. So uh, my teacher asked every postulant to make at least a hundred thousand prostration too. That's quite a lot. Uh, in the very beginning, to make 50, oh, it's hard. <laughs> Your body doesn't, doesn't listen to you. Your body is not yours. And gradually, I was able to do prostration quite well. And to a certain point, I feel like doing it every day. And, um, and, and, and then uh, I was able to actually practice uh, making 300 uh, to 350 prostrations within 30 minutes. So I, 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 um, I had to do at least 300 prostrations a day. You know, our days, our days were completely full, complete food with all the um, tasks we need to do um, assigned to us. And also uh, some courses, learning and practicing. Our days are full. We get up, uh, we got up at 4.30 in the morning. We don't retire to bed until 10. Our days were full. So I have to find the, 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 the times, you know, here and there to make three prostration. Usually I would do, do that before we start to prepare our Yeah, I find that 30 minutes gap there and, 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 and did the 300 prostration. So I was able to do that. I want to, uh, to finish that 100,000 uh, prostrations early, quickly. So I did, I actually uh, finished that in just over 10 months. And, and, and then, you know, the goal is to finish that, to reaching, the, uh, reaching that goal with, uh, within a year. And some of, the, some of the people may take over, over a year. But anyhow, uh, I was so dead of prostration uh, when I just became uh, monastic. Uh, I was still a postulant, not, not, not really truly become, uh, haven't become a monastic. Why is that? So this is not something just unique in Chinese Buddhism, but also in Tibetan Buddhism. For a good number of reasons. First, uh, the prostration practice is a strong, a very powerful practice to regulate one's body and mind. Much, much more powerful than sitting meditation, walking meditation, eight-form movements. So it is good for someone who just joined the monastic com community or want to uh, devote his more time or his life into the practice because he will be living a very, very different lifestyle. This is a huge change. It is hard to say, oh, I'm going to slowly adapt to that. Either you're successful, it requires a very, very long time. Otherwise, you probably will drop off. Drop off somewhere, maybe early on. And this prostrations practice 
it requires one to engage one's whole body and mind to do this movement and repeat repeatedly the same and look like the same. But this movement is actually quite complicated. And this movement is quite big, even though it did not require much of the space. Just imagine your head is high up here. And then in a very short time, and then your head, your forehead will be touching the floor. So this is a very, very huge change. Usually our head is on the top of our entire body, just bowing down. The head becomes on the floor, the lowest, lowest part of your body, the floor, just in that short instant. And engaged. This movement is quite big, involving the movements of the head, neck, right? Arms, moving the arms. The arms has hold up your bot, entire body when you get up. So it also requires the shoulders, the torso, entire body, torso, your back, your waist, your buttocks, and then your legs, your knees, ankles, feet, and also the toes. All parts of the, bo the body that is movable have to be all engaged in this continuous movements. There's no any point in this movement that you can say, pause. There's no way you have to continue. There's no way you can say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to pause you. You can't. You'll be out of balance, you will fall down. So it requires you, the mind completely engage, concentrate. It requires the coordination of the body. So it's very complicated. Not like walking, yeah, yes. Two legs walk, hands just move naturally, nothing else. But this prostration engage all parts that are movable, mobile in your body has to be completely engaged, involved in this movement. So that takes a lot of your mental capacity, mental power to concentrate, to collect your thoughts. And then Yes, you have to be clear, aware. Otherwise, you may fall down, you may injure yourself, you may somehow harm your wrists or knees. That requires a lot of cautions there. So you need to have, you know, make an effort to collect all your attention, awareness. And not just one point, but continually because your whole body is continuously engaged in different parts of the, the body to, uh, to uh, carry out, to execute these movements. 
So this is how it is powerful. It's a very powerful practice to regulate one's body and mind, especially when your condition, your physical and mental conditions are coarse, chaotic. Second, it is a very, very effective, useful practice to enhance one's circulation of the body. The circulation in the body, in terms of your blood, your breathing, and all others, um, like digestions, all kinds of circulation. And it helps to remove blockage. Something got stuck here and remove the foul air in the body. Not just in the chest, could be some corners of our, our body, you know, which we don't exercise, use more. And then that become um, somewhere uh, a storage, <laughs> storage of some foul airs, foul energy there dance become blockage. And doing the same uh, movements at, at an even pace, steady speed, they help to enhance the circulation of the body. So after a, a good prostration session, you'll feel fresh, fresh in a way that it seems that the, the, that all the, the body has been um, going through a cleansing process, a detox, detox process. If you whole body fresh, uh, spiritually and you know mentally, you feel fresh, and body seems to be light. So if doing correctly, austeration practice is very beneficial to one's health. And during the retreat, uh, if someone is experiencing a scattered mind, agitated mind, or uh, going through some uh, instability, to, uh, emotional instability, or having a very strong afflictions, however, whatever, no matter sitting, walking, or you know, word practice, all the, all these exercise, all these uh, practice cannot settle the mind. They will advise this retreatants to do prostrations. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, sitting on the sides of the chan hall and the side chan hall or in the back and quietly doing prostration. After doing it for some time, Somehow it helps. It helps the practitioner settle their mind. It is also very useful when one's karmic obstructions appear. So this is a very powerful. When the karmic constructions uh, came out, uh, come out very strong, sitting, walking, or you know, a form not necessary help. And then the prostration, prostration practice yeah, uh, can be helpful. 
then why the prostration practice is helpful uh, has its own reason. First, when we bending down the body, when we are standing up, our body is like straight, right? So whatever it goes, uh, the circulation, whatever is not um, recycling within itself or regenerating within itself. Uh, but instead, uh, the, the, the heat usually will come out from, from the head, releasing from here. But doing prostrations, the body slowly bending down, it's like your body curled into a round shape. That helps to enhance the circulation, contain the energy. It's just like while sitting, we're doing our hand posture is like this, our leg across, our arms, you know, holding like this, help to enhance the circulation, uh, to vitalize the energy, the vital power. Vitality, enhance our vitality. So doing the prostration, not the lying flat, the lying flat, it will be that like this and then flat down. It will be like a, like a board, like straight up board. But the way we do prostrations, we stand up like this and bending down and then our hands and knees uh, are very close, you know, next to each other, connected. That forms a very natural or round shape, which is uh, a very, very conducive to, to the circulation within the body. That's one reason. It helps to uh, cleanse up all the uh, physiological uh, blockage, and that will also affect our um, uh, emotional and psychological conditions help to remove and all these defilements your mind will be able to gradually settle down okay you feel good you're in good health uh, and, and, and somehow uh, you know you're, you're you're feeling good right that affects your emotional and psychological state and another reason, very, very important. When we are agitated, uh, when, when our life becomes chaotic, when we have a lot of afflictions, now usually the body tends to lift up. Body weights perhaps remain uh, uh, above from, from the waistline, chest, sometimes here, sometimes in the head. When we think a lot of things, engage a lot of thinking, or just, you know, um, just um, really, really afflictive, all the chi, all the energy stuck in here which is absolutely not healthy and wholesome at all. So when we usually when we are uh, in vexations, our energy 
uh, our cheese and tends to be up here. When we have very strong egos, usually uh, that's a sign, you know, that we, we can easily see um, emotionally um, uh, and unbalanced or, or feeling to have very, very strong ego, uh, have a very emotional or afflicted. And usually it's right here. So that's why we encountered uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, afflictions, uh, emotional instabilities or agitations. It, it is very helpful to do the prostration. When we slowly bending down, touching the floor and do those movements, uh, doing a, a slow uh, pace, it helps to bring the cheat downward. When the chains are downward, our body and mind are more settled, stable, and grounded. Our mind will be more uh, calm, stable, and uh, more in peace. Then you can start to be aware of um, your, your state of mind in your daily life. Um, once you become emotional or start feeling irritating in a conversation, or you're going to about have an argument, a fight with somebody, feel your body. Be clearly aware of your sensation. You may feel something start to come up, Okay, and maybe stuck in the chest and maybe continue to, to, to rise and, and then to, to the head regions. It might maybe that kind of anger, the rage, you know, even though it's invisible to our eyes, but you can feel it, it can sense it. It's right here, right here, going to explode it. So these are things that we can, um, become more uh, aware and start to observe um, the, all the changes, sensational, physiological, and, and how we are affected by that. So that's, I always, uh, you know, encourage people during our daily life, um, develop a habit to uh, settle, the, settle down our mind in the body uh, be aware of your physical conditions. And then uh, when you become more sensitive, more aware to the, all the changes, uh, reactions going on with the body, that help you to under your, understand yourself uh, psychologically, emotionally, and perhaps deeper down. And of course, to know ourselves better. So this prostrations help to reduce our uh, very, very stubborn and, and, and huge ego. So this prostration practice is very good, also have that effect. Okay, in terms of the, uh, the speed of our prostrations, and how fast or how slow uh, that you should uh, prostration. 
and usually we'll, uh, we'll, we'll define it as um, fast prostration, normal prostration, and slow prostration. When I said I'm, I, I made a 300, 350 prostration in 30 minutes, I was doing very, 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 very fast. Very fast prostrations. After 30 minutes, my whole clothing, even my pants, wet, sweating, very fast prostration. But you know, after that, I feel like detoxing process has gone through my body. Not only my body feel light, my mind light, fresh. The best detox, <laughs> detox procedures that you can have. Not rely on anyone, just like our full body massage. You'll be the best to provide that, uh, that service and help to yourself. So um, each, each, um, each type of uh, the, the prostration, uh, fast, natural, and uh, a solo prostration, they bring out different kind of effects. But how do you know which one that you should choose? Where I should be practicing naturally, fast, or slow. Actually, it depends on what forms of prostration, which I'll explain uh, uh, after this. Uh, depends on what forms of prostration you're making, and also depends on current conditions, physical condition, psychological, emotional conditions to determine, uh, you know, how fast uh, prostration, okay? But always start, begin with a natural prostration, meaning like a natural walk. You walk in natural speed, natural pace. The prostration, start with a, a, a pace and speed that you're, you feel most comfortable with, okay? In terms of the forms of the prostrations or approaches of the uh, of prostration, uh, there are a few. Uh, first, um, you know, like um, in the retreat, in a formal uh, uh, intensive uh, retreat and practice, when we enter the when we enter the Chan Hall, go to our uh, meditation. Uh, set cushions will begin our practice with three prostrations okay this making three prostrations in a sense is paying homage to the buddha to be grateful even though the buddha is isn't alive in front of us uh, but in our mind in the spirit he's alive, alive with every one of us, okay? Paying our homage to the Buddha. And also in the same time, making the three prostration help us to collect our thoughts, to come back to this body and then gradually settle down to a sitting meditation. The second form or second approach is the prostration practice 
of gratitude. A prostration practice of gratitude, being grateful. There are so many people in our lives uh, that we need to be grateful of. Many people that remind us that we need to cultivate a mind of gratitude. The third kind is repentance prostration practice to cultivate this mind, uh, to cultivate this sense of humility. Uh, for something we did wrong, for harm will be caused on others intentionally or unintentionally. The fourth kind, it is a contemplation of the Mother Earth. And this is also very, very powerful, very, very moving. Uh, by this movement's prostrations, we connect it and be, uh, be part of the earth, connected with the Mother Earth, embraced by the earth and become the earth. That's the contemplation uh, of the mothers. The fifth thing is what we call a formless approach. Not having any specific uh, uh, deer or, or, or goal or, 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 or certain things that we need to work on, but simply become aware our bodily movements are in our mind. And the purpose is to unify our body and mind. Make use of this body in the mind to become unified. That's the formless approach. So tonight, later on, I'm going to show you the prostration. Uh, um, the actually, the movements of prostration. So you will uh, be able to practice correctly. If you didn't do it correctly, you may harm yourself. You may have some injury, okay? Especially the shoulder, the wrist, and the knees, okay? First, um, I'll, I'll demonstrate you the proper prostration practice. And then in order to practice prostration correctly, the formless approach, first, our body has to be relaxed. I think no matter what method I introduce you, I always, always start with a, a building self, uh, building yourself, a solid foundation of relaxed body, calm and settled mind. Prostration requires the same foundation, same basis, uh, body relax as much as you can relax and mind is settled and calm. How do we achieve that? We have been practicing for a long time. Muscle relax, mind settle and calm by, by lowering our body, dropping our body weight, sink our body weight. The entire body weight under your feet, grounded, you're grounded. And then the whole body become light. And in this process, in the process of Constantly moving, engage 
all parts of the body, various parts of the body to, uh, to, 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 to move and to prostrate in this whole process, cultivate. What we are doing is cultivate a clear awareness of our movements, continuously movements involved by various parts of the body and sensation of the body. The sensation of the body will, will let you know to know whether this uh, posture or this movement is proper and correct. So you will not cause any harm to you, your, your body. And the awareness start from uh, partial, local, and gradually uh, it develops uh, to, uh, uh, to wider area and to be um, in, and then to be uh, able to aware have the fluid clarity of the whole body. Start from partial local and then the entirety. And then in the process, settle down our mind. How to settle down our mind? In the body, settle down our mind on the movement of the body. Because it requires your mind to constantly engaging in the awareness of clarity. Be fully aware, to be fully aware of all these movements, one after another, continuously. And then your body, both your body and your mind, will turn from a coarse state into a fine, and finer state. Your body and mind will become finer and finer. And ultimately reaching the state of unified and body and mind. So the unified body and mind is not just something you practice when you're sitting, doing sitting meditation. You can also achieve that through walking meditation and prostration practice.